Blog Talk Radio. Tunasema utukuvu ni kwa Bwana Mfalme. Tunalia utukuvu kwa Mfalme. We are so honored that he can allow us to cry glory to him. Ni tunuku kwa sababu anaweza kuturuhusu tulie utukuvu kwake. He did not charge us. Hakutulipisha. He just told us you can come to me. Akatuambia tu ya kwamba mnaweza kunijia and cry glory to me. Namulie utukufu kwangu. So glory to King Jesus. Hivyo basi utukufu kwa Mfalme Yesu. Let us talk about the sacrifice at the Lord's altar. Hebu tuongee kuhusu dhabihu katika madhabahu ya Bwana. What is the mind of the Lord regarding the sacrifice you are supposed to bring before him? Mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambao unafaa umlete mbele zake ni nini? And so today I want to walk you very slowly. Leo nataka nikupeleke polepole because this is extremely critical. Kwa sababu ni ya maana sana. And I don't want to rush it. Na sitaki niende haraka. The first thing I want you to know. Kitu cha kwanza nataka uelewe is that the sacrifice you bring before the Lord. Ni kwamba dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele za Bwana will determine whether you are favored or not by the Lord itaonyesha kama umepewa kibali na Mungu ama hapana and to lay the foundation to this na kuweka msingi kwa ajili ya hii so you can understand the mind of God regarding the sacrifice before him ili uelewe mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu madhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee let us go straight in the book of Leviticus chapter 9 twende moja kwa moja katika kitabu cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa tisa beginning from verse 1 kuanzia mstari wa kwanza and see the conversation na uone maongezi that the Lord was having with Moses. Yenye Bwana alikuwa nayo na Musa as an instruction kama agizo to Aaron kwa Aaron on what type of sacrifice kuhusu aina gani ya dhabihu can touch the Lord's heart. Inaweza kuguza moyo wa Bwana. The book of uh, Leviticus chapter 9 verses 1 to 24 I'm reading. You can write it down at home. Unaweza kuandika kitabu cha mambo ya Walawi mlango wa tisa mstari wa kwanza hadi wa 24. Unaweza kuandika hapo nyumbani. And it says on the eighth day Moses summoned Aaron and his sons and the elders of Israel. Bila nasema basi ilikuwa siku ya nane Musa akawaita Haruni na wanawe pamoja na wazee wa Israeli. And he said he said to Aaron take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your burnt offering both without defect. Na akamwambia Haruni kwamba tua wewe eh, mwanangombe mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na kondoo mume wa sadaka ya kuteketezwa wa kamilifu akawasogeze mbele ya Bwana. And again he said he said to Aaron take a bull calf for your sin offering a ram and a ram for your burnt offering underline that both without defect 
and present them before the Lord. Biblia inasema akamwambia Haruni, "Toa wewe mwanangombe mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na kondoo mume wa sadaka ya kuteketezwa wakamilifu." And the key word to underline here is without defect. Cha maana sana hapa ni wakamilifu bila mawaa. Verse 3 says, "Then say to the Israelites, take a male goat for a sin offering and a calf and a lamb both a year old without defect for a burnt offering and an ox and a ram for fellowship offering to the to sacrifice before the Lord together with grain offering mixed with oil for today the Lord will appear to you Biblia inasema kwamba nawe utawaambia wana wa Israeli ukisema Waeni mbuzi mume awe sadaka ya dhambi na mwana ngombe na mwana kondoo wote wa mwaka wa kwanza wakamilivu kwa sadaka ya kuteketezwa na ngombe mume na kondoo mume kwa sadaka za amani ili kuwachinja mbele za Bwana na sadaka ya unga iliyochanganywa na mafuta kwa maana Bwana hivi leo atawatokea. Let me explain to you something very critical in this today. Hebu nikueleze kitu cha maana sana katika mafunzo haya leo. I want you to know that seven days take place. Nataka ujue ya kwamba siku saba ilitendeka. If you look at the life I'm just going to draw you back a little bit so you can understand this thing. Ninakurudisha nyuma tu ili uweze kuelewa mambo haya. Many times when it comes to eighth day the sun was circumcised in the in, in, in the Jewish in the, in the Old Testament the Jewish setting. Ukiangalia katika agano la kale katika itikadi za Wayahudi baada ya siku saba siku la nane siku la nane mtoto angetayarishwa Remember that the eighth day is when there was change of identity Kumbuka ya kwamba siku ya nane ndiyo kulikuwa na mabadiliko ya kitambulisho And you see that even when the Lord is sending Moses here to talk to Aaron Na tunaona hata wakati Bwana anamtuma Musa aongee na Haruni He is already preparing to change the identity of Aaron on the eighth day if Aaron will do the following Anajiandaa kubadilisha kitambulisho cha Heron katika siku ya nane kama Haruni atafanya mambo yafuatayo. And he said take a bull calf for your sin offering and a ram for your fellowship for your burnt offering hallelujah both without defect and you begin to understand right from the word go that the Lord is emphasizing without defect. Tunaona Bwana anamwambia chukua mwana ngombe utoe kama dhabihu ya kuteketezwa na tunaona Bwana anasema dhabihu kamilifu and even when he says to Aaron tell the Israelites to take a male goat and so on he says without defect na hata wakati aliwaambia wana wa Israeli ya kwamba mchukue mbuzi mume na akamwambia ya kwamba bila mawaa bila kamilifu bila mawaa yote and then down there he says for today the lord is going to appear to you na hapo chini akawaambia kwa sababu leo bwana atawatokea so you begin to understand right away that our god is a perfect lord sasa unaanza kuelewa ya kwamba mungu wetu ni bwana mkamilifu he knows everything every single thing about every fiber of your heart anajua kila kitu kukuhusu and so he's telling you to bring a sacrifice without defect na sasa nakwambia utoe dhabihu bila mawaa he knows that you are capable anajua ya kwamba unaweza and he says if you do that then you will experience a visitation he is going to appear to you na sasa nasema ukifanya hivyo basi utapata mtembeleo atakuonekania and so you, the first thing you see that god is asking you to bring sacrifice without defect na kitu cha kwanza tunaona ya kwamba mungu anakuuliza ulete dhabihu bila mawaa a sacrifice without defect is key to the lord dhabihu bila mawaa ni ufunguo kwa mungu and that is what is saying right away from the word go here na hiyo ndiyo anasema mwanzo kabisa akianza hapa mlango wa timsari wa tano anasema they took the things moses commanded to the front of the tent of meeting and the entire assembly came near and stood before the Lord. Biblia inasema nao wakayaleta hayo yaliyoagizwa na Musa wakayaweka mbele ya hema ya kukutania kisha mkutano wote ukakaribia wakasimama mbele za Bwana. Then Moses said this is what the Lord has commanded you to do so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you. Kisha Musa akasema neno aliloagiza Bwana kwamba mlifanye ni hili na huo utukufu wa Bwana ukaaribie madhabahu okay sorry utukufu wa Bwana uwatokee. 
And you see that the church, where the church is sitting now, it is absolutely critical that the glory of the Lord will appear to the church. Na tunaona penye kanisa iko saizi ni muhimu ya kwamba utukufu wa Bwana itaonekania kanisa. Especially as we move to the rapture. Hasa tunapoelekea unyakuzi. And so it becomes important to understand the ways of the Lord. Na sasa ni muhimu sana kuelewa njia za Bwana regarding that utukufu that glory that should visit the church utukufu wa bwana ambao inafaa itembelee kanisa which the church so much needs to be part of the rapture yenye kanisa inahitaji sana iwe ni sehemu ya unyakuzi what the church ought to do chenye kanisa inafaa ilifanye for that glory to appear ili utukufu huo upatikane so ama uonekane can be part of the rapture ili kanisa iweze kuwa sehemu ya unyakuzi and it says very clearly without defect from the word god without kasoro bila madoa yoyote anasema ya kwamba dhabihu bila madoa yoyote kamilifu and so the glory of the lord may appear to you ili utukufu wa bwana ikutokee verse 7 moses said to aaron come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and the people sacrifice the offering that is for the people and make atonement for them as the lord has commanded mstari wa saba biblia inasema musa akamwambia heruni Ikaribia madhabahu uitoe sadaka yako ya dhambi na sadaka yako ya kuteketezwa ukafanye upatanisho kwa ajili ya nafsi yako na kwa ajili ya watu nawe uitoe hiyo dhabihu ya watu ukafanye upatanisho kwa ajili yao kama Bwana alivyoagiza but you see a trend here na tunaona njia hapa that the, the instruction Moses is given by the Lord is to err on the priest Tunaona agizo yenye Musa anapewa na Bwana ni kwa ajili ya Haruni kuani that Aaron first has to offer sin offering before the Lord. Ya kwamba Heroni kwanza lazima atoe dhabihu ya dhambi mbele za Bwana. I want you to know that that represents repentance by the pastors, by the servants of the Lord. Nataka ujue ya kwamba hiyo inawakilisha toba kwa wachungaji, kwa watumishi wa Mungu. Extremely important. Ambayo ni muhimu sana. And he says he should first offer his sacrifices before the Lord. Na anasema kwanza kabisa anafaa atoe dhabihu zake mbele za Bwana without defect. Bila mawaa and then later to tell the children of Israel. Alafu baadaye waambie wana wa Israeli to prepare sacrifice without defect. Ili waandae dhabihu bila mawaa. So you begin to understand the enormous role that is given to the priesthood in the sacrifice you ought to give before the Lord. Sasa tunaona kazi ambayo imepewa ukuhani kwa ajili ya madhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele za Mungu. It becomes absolutely clear that if you are in a place where the priesthood is offering a defiled sacrifice before the Lord, there is no way you are able to offer a sacrifice without defect. Ni wazi kabisa ya kwamba ukiwa katika sehemu ambayo ukuhani inatoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa mbele za Mungu, hata wewe hakuna venye unaweza kutoa dhabihu safi mbele za Mungu. The Lord is using this issue of the sacrifice to be brought before him to be able to speak about the importance of the priesthood. Mungu anatumia hali hii ya dhabihu ambayo inafaa itolewe mbele zake ili aongee kuhusu ukuani and so you see that Aaron is supposed to bring sacrifice without defect na tunaona Haruni anafaa alete dhabihu bila mawaa bila doa and then the children of Israel offer sacrifice without defect alafu wana wa Israeli watatoa dhabihu bila mawaa that tells me very very clearly wazi kabisa that Aaron would set an example to the children of Israel ya kwamba Haruni angeweka mfano kwa wana wa Israeli and I see sin offering here na ninaona dhabihu ya dhambi hapa that means repentance hiyo inamaanisha toba becoming very critical as part of sacrificing before the Lord toba inakuwa ni ya maana sana kama sehemu ya dhabihu mbele za Bwana continue as we lay this foundation hebu tuendelee wakati ambapo tunaendelea kuweka msingi verse 8 mstari wa 8 and he says so Aaron came to the altar and slaughtered the calf as a sin offering for himself Biblia inasema basi Haruni akakaribia madhabahu akamchinja huyo mwanangombe kachinja huyo mwanangombe wa sadaka ya dhambi aliyekuwa kwa ajili ya nafsi yake and you read all the way even at home na utasoma hata ukiwa hapo nyumbani and verse 23 is what i want to focus on na mstari wa 23 ndio nataka kusisitiza hallelujah verse 23 mstari wa 23 and Moses and Aaron then went up into the tent of meeting Biblia inasema kisha Musa na Haruni wakaingia ndani ya hema ya kukutania 
when they came out, they blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared to the people. Ibile nasema kisha wakatoka inje na kuwabariki watu na huo utukuvu wa bwana ikawatokea watu wote. That is absolutely important for me to repeat. Iyo ni ya muhimu sana na narudia tena. Verse 23. Mstari wa 23. If you want to know the sacrifice that will create a visitation in the church. Ukitaka kujua dhabiwa ambayo itatengeneza mtembeo ndani ya kanisa. The Lord has commanded his mind regarding the sacrifice you ought to bring before him. Bwana ameamuru mawazo yake kuhusu dhabiwa ambayo una without defect bila mawa without defect bila doa and 23 says Moses and Aaron then went into the tent of meeting when they came out they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to the people Biblia inasema kisha Musa na Haruni wakaingia ndani ya hema ya kukutania kisha wakatoka nje na kuwabariki watu na huo utukufu wa Bwana ukawatokea watu wote and listen to what happens here verse 24 nisikiza katika mstari wa 24 fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and the fat portions at the altar and when all the people saw it they shouted for joy and they fell face down Biblia inasema kisha moto ukatoka hapo mbele za Bwana na kuiteketeza sadaka ya kuteketezwa na yale mafuta juu ya madhabahu watu wote walipouona huo moto wakapiga kelele wakainama kifudifudi So you see very clearly the mind of God regarding the sacrifice you need to bring him Sasa unaona wazi kabisa mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa ulete mbele zake Even as we lay the foundation to this teaching Hata tunapoendelea kuweka msingi kwa mafunzo haya leo I wanted to know that this will get very deep tonight. Nataka ujue kwamba leo tutaingia ndani sana. And you see very clearly that when they bring when Aaron and Moses when Aaron is able to bring sacrifice without defects. Tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba wakati Aaron anaweza kulete dhabihu bila doa, the glory of the Lord comes and touches down into the house of the Lord. Utukufu wa Bwana iliguza nyumba ya Bwana. And it makes you begin to wonder. Na itakufanya uanze kushangaa as to whether the church is already prepared to receive the glory of the Lord. Kama kanisa kweli imejiandaa kupokea utukufu wa Bwana. And the glory of the Lord can only come if the church will offer sacrifice without defect. Remember I'm laying a foundation here. Utukufu wa Bwana itakuja ndani ya kanisa iwapo kanisa litaweza kutoa dhabihu bila doa. Our Lord has the same way. Bwana wetu wako na njia hiyo hiyo. Jehovah Yahweh has the same way. He does not change his ways. His ways are in the Bible. Jehovah Yahweh hako na njia hiyo hiyo abadilishi njia zake. Njia zake ziko katika Biblia. And after the glory came down. Na baada ya utukufu kushuka, you see that the fire of the most high God. Tunaona moto wa Mungu aliye juu. The holy fire of the Lord. Moto takatifu wa Bwana coming from heaven. Ikitoka mbinguni and consuming all the burnt offering. Na ikichoma sadaka zote za kuteketezwa. Na sehemu nono and when the people saw it they were awed and they fell face down. Na watu walipoiona wakapigwa butua na wakaanguka kifudifudi. I want to jump ahead of me right now. Nataka niende mbele yangu sasa. That fire moto huo is the same fire. Ni moto huo huo that fire is the same fire that fell down when Elijah on Mount Carmel presented a sacrifice without defect. Hiyo ndio moto ambao ulishuka wakati Elijah katika mlima Carmel alitoa dhabihu bila mawa when he gave a sacrifice that was completely without doa without defect before the lord and you see that the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice consumed the water in the trenches and everywhere in the wood wakati elia alitoa dhabihu bila doa katika mlima Carmel tunaona moto huo ulishuka na ikachoma sadaka hiyo and it's amazing to me that when the lord is asking this he had waited for a long time for the children of Israel to offer him sacrifice without defect but at that time it was not forthcoming na inanishangaza kwa sababu bwana alikuwa amewasubiri wana wa Israeli wamtolee kwa muda mwingi wamtolee sadaka bila doa yoyote lakini hawangeweza kutoa it was not forthcoming at all hawangeweza kutoa and you see that they were at that time very busy with Baal worship Baalism na tunaona wakati huo walikuwa na shughuli sana ya kumwabudu Baal and Baal remember let me explain you something those who don't know Baal is the god that promised them quick prosperity the devil 
Baal ni Mungu ambaye aliwaahidi fanaka za haraka, ufanisi wa haraka. Shetani utapata haraka sana hapa. Weka hapa utapata haraka sana hapa. Ukipanda hapa utaponya, ukipanda hapa utaokoka. Ukipanda hapa Baal Baal is the prosperity, the god of prosperity. In other words, I am asking you today, do you see that god being worshipped in Kenya today? Tunaona ya kwamba Baal alikuwa ni Mungu wa ufanisi kwao. Weka hapa upate hapa. Weka hapa uombewe hapa. Unaona ibada hiyo ya Baal hapa katika taifa la Kenya sasa. Nakuuliza je? Nakuuliza je? Unaona ibada hiyo ya Baal katika makanisa ya Kenya sasa? Do you see a God being worshipped promising people quick prosperity? Unaona Mungu akiabudiwa Mungu ambaye anawaahidi watu ufanisi wa haraka? And you can see a clear parallel here that the Lord has been waiting for a long time. Na tunaona mwaka ambayo Bwana amekuwa akisubiri kwa muda. You see that for a long time here God has been waiting. Tunaona kwa muda Bwana amekuwa akisubiri. For a long time here God has been waiting. Tunaona kwa muda Bwana amekuwa akisubiri. For a holy sacrifice from this land. Kwa ajili ya sadabiu takatifu katika ardhi hii. A holy sacrifice from this church. Adabi utakatifu kutoka kwa kanisa hili but it was not forthcoming lakini haikuwa inapatikana and so you see that the same fire that now after Moses was offered with Aaron sacrifice without defect the same fire coming down that is the same fire that on Mount Carmel after Elijah has offered a sacrifice without defect comes down from heaven Tunaona ya kwamba moto hiyo ndiyo ilikuja baada ya Haruni na Musa kutoa sadaka bila mawaa. Ndiyo moto ambayo ilikuja baada ya Elia kutoa sadaka katika mlima Carmel. I am jumping ahead of myself. Ninaenda mbele yangu wapendo wasikizaji. You see also in the book of Judges chapter 6. Tunaona katika kitabu cha Waamuzi mlango wa sita. That for a long time the Lord had waited for the children of Israel to offer sacrifice without defect. Ya kwamba kwa muda Bwana amewasubiri wana wa Israeli wamtolee dhabihu bila mawaa bila doa that is holy sacrifice hiyo ni dhabihu takatifu and he was waiting for it na alikuwa akisubiri and it was not forthcoming at all hawangeweza kumtolea kabisa and when finally he encounters gideon na baadaye akamuonekania gideoni and when he met gideon na wakati alimuonekania gideoni then gideon is able to place bread without his sacrifice without defect na sasa tunaona gideoni anaweza kutoa mkate bila chachu sadaka bila doa And that is what is able to bring the fire of the Lord from heaven again. Na hiyo ndio chenye inaweza kuleta moto wa Mungu kutoka mbinguni tena. And so listen to me precious listeners. Na sasa munisikize wapendo wasikizaji wa dhamani. Right away in a snapshot. Hivi sasa baada ya muda mfupi You can see very clearly the mind of God regarding the sacrifice you ought to give. Unaweza kuona wazi kabisa mawazo ya Bwana kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake. He says sacrifice without defect. Anasema sadaka bila doa. And there is nothing the Lord is asking you for. Na hakuna chenye Bwana anakuuliza that he does not know you are able to provide. Yenye hajui ya kwamba unaweza kutoa. If he is telling you sacrifice without defect. Akikwambia ya kwamba sadaka bila doa, he is very much aware that you are able, your creator knows that you are able to provide the sacrifice. Muumba wako amejua ya kwamba unaweza kutoa dhabihu hiyo mbele yake. Even as we continue somebody. Hata tunapoendelea mtu, I am still talking to you about the mind of God. Ninaendelea kukuongelesha kuhusu mawazo ya Bwana regarding the sacrifice you ought to bring before him kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee and so let us go to the book of malaki twende moja kwa moja katika kitabu cha malaki the mind of god mawazo ya bwana regarding the sacrifice kuhusu dhabihu that you are supposed to bring before him dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe mbele zake malaki chapter 1 somebody tunaenda katika kitabu cha malaki mlango wa kwanza mtu i am just building a foundation for you here unatengeneza tu msingi kwako wewe sasa so you may be able to understand the kind of sacrifice that god expects from you as a church as a christian if you get this then you can partake of the rapture ili uweze kuelewa aina ya dhabihu yenye mungu anahitaji kutoka kwako kama mkristo ukijua hii basi unaweza kushiriki katika unyakuzi remember the perfect bride of christ kumbuka biarusi mkamilifu wa yesu will offer a perfect sacrifice before the lord atatoa dhabihu kamilifu mbele za bwana and only the perfect bride of christ is going to be taken up in the rapture na ni huyo biarusi mkamilifu wa kristo atachukuliwa wakati wa unyakuzi so surely this teaching is a must for all Christians. Sasa hakika mafunzo haya ni lazima kwa wakristo wote. Look at what it says in Malaki chapter 1 verse 6. Malaki mlango wa kwanza mstari wa sita. Malaki chapter 1 verse 6 this is what he says. Anasema hivi. 
A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is you, O priests, who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? Biblia inasema mpendo msikizaji ya kwamba mwana umeheshimu baba yake na mtumishi humcha bwana wake. Basi kama mimi ni baba yenu heshima yangu iko wapi na kama mimi ni bwana wenu kicho changu ki wapi bwana wa majeshi awauliza ninyi enyi makuhani mnao lidharau jina langu nanyi mwasema tumelidharau jina lako kwa jinsi gani verse 7 of malaki chapter 1 mstari wa saba wa malaki mlango wa kwanza and today in this segment we are looking at the mind of the lord regarding what sacrifice you ought to bring before him at the altar katika sehemu hii tunaona mawazo ya bwana kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa mtoe mbele za bwana verse 7 says mstari wa saba anasema you place defiled food on my altar but you ask how have we defiled you by saying the lord's table is contemptible Biblia inasema mnatoa chakula kilichotiwa unajisi juu ya madhabahu yangu nanyi mwasema sisi tumekutia unajisi kwa jinsi gani and you see already the lord is talking about He is talking very very clearly about the sacrifice you bring to him and he says that is related to the respect you give him. Anasema unaona wazi kabisa Bwana anaongea kuhusu dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee na hiyo inalingana na heshima ambayo unafaa umpe. So that means actually when you come as a Christian before the Lord and offer sacrifice that means you are respecting him depending on the type of sacrifice you are placing at the altar. Hiyo inamaanisha kwamba wewe kama Mkristo unapomletea Bwana dhabihu mbele zake inamaanisha kwamba unamheshimu kulingana na aina ya dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake and you see very clearly it says that that is the respect and honor that is due him from you that means if you place defiled sacrifice before the lord you have just disrespected the lord hiyo inamaanisha unaona anasema wazi ya kwamba hiyo ni heshima ambayo unatoa mbele zake inamaanisha ukitoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa wewe tayari umekosa kumtii Mungu And he continues by saying by saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. Verse seven, the last segment. Mamstari wa saba anasema kwa sababu mwasema meza ya Bwana ni kitu cha kudharauliwa. And it's amazing to me that he is putting contempt onto the sacrificing that you are doing at the altar. Na ni jambo la kushangaza kwa sababu anaweka neno kudharauliwa katika aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa utoe katika madhabahu ya Bwana. This is interesting to me because I remember that when David fell to sexual sin. Hii inanishangaza kwa sababu nakumbuka wakati Daudi alianguka katika dhambi ya ngono. The Lord was very angry at David. Bwana alimkasirikia Daudi and he closed the door on David for more than a year without speaking with him ever again. Na alimfungia Daudi mlango kwa zaidi ya mwaka mmoja bila kunena na yeye tena. He acted as if he had never spoken with David before. Ali alifanya kana kwamba hajawahi ongea na Daudi tena. And instead he was sending Nathan the prophet to David. Na baadaye alimtuma nadhani nabii kwa Daudi. In other words he's acting like he has never spoken with David. Kwa maneno mengine ana tenda kama nikana kwamba hajawahi ongea na Daudi tena. Sexual sin before the Lord. Hiyo ni dhambi ya ngono mbele za Bwana. And then you see that he tells David that because you have made my enemies show contempt unto my name, now I am bringing death into your house. Na unaona akimwambia Daudi ya kwamba kwa sababu umewafanya maadui zangu wanidharau, sasa naleta kifo katika nyumba yako. And I see here that he is talking about the sacrifice you are supposed to bring before him at the altar. Na ninaona hapa akiongea kuhusu aina ya dhabihu yenye unafaa umtolee katika madhabahu yake. And he says that when you place defiled food at his altar you are showing contempt unto his name. Na anasema ya kwamba unapotoa chakula ambacho kimenajisiwa mbele za madhabahu yake wewe unamdharau. The time of David was saying that his enemies now are showing contempt unto his name because of the behavior of David. Wakati wa Daudi alikuwa anasema ya kwamba maadui zake walikuwa wanamdharau kwa sababu ya tabia ya Daudi. And so you see very clearly that actually when you offer defiled sacrifice before the Lord you are showing contempt before the Lord that means you become an enemy of God. Inamaanisha ya kwamba wakati unatoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa mbele za Mungu wewe unadharau unamdharau Mungu. Sasa inamaanisha unakuwa adui wa Mungu. That is how serious the sacrifice you place before the Lord is. 
hivyo ndivyo dhabihu ambao unamtolea bwana inamaanisha kutoa dhabihu mbele za bwana sio kitu cha raizi jinsi naona kanisa la Kenya linacheza nayo wanacheza na dhabihu mbele za madhabahu ya bwana Mungu aliye juu and you said he, he is talking to you he says it is tied to the respect and honor that you give him Anasema ya kwamba imeunganishwa na heshima na kutii yenye unampa. In other words, when you sacrifice before the Lord, he speaks about whether you honor him or not or you respect him or not. Kwa maneno mengine, wakati unatoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana, inaitadhirisha kama unamheshimu ama hapana. And also contempt. He's now tying it to contempt and yet when there was contempt at the time of David, death entered the house of David. Na pia Mungu anaiunganisha na madharau. Inamaanisha ukitoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa unamdharau Mungu. Na wakati wa Daudi, baada ya madharau alileta kifo katika nyumba ya Daudi. And yet that is the same God that you serve as Christian. Na huyo ndiye Mungu ambaye unamtumikia kama Mkristo. I told you today we are going to get very deep about the sacrifice you as a Christian ought to bring before the Lord. Ninakuambia leo ya kwamba tutaingia ndani kuhusu dhabihu ambayo wewe kama Mkristo unafaa utoe mbele za Bwana. Verse 8 he says Mstari wa nane anasema When you bring blind animals to sacrifice is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you? Says the Lord Almighty. Biblia inasema ya kwamba tena mtowapo sadaka aliye kipofu. Si vibaya na mtowapo sadaka walio vilema na wagonjwa. Si vibaya haya mtolee liwali wako. Je, atakuwa radhi nawe au atakukubali nafsi yako? Asema bwana wa majeshi. Now listen to me precious listeners. Sasa munisikizie wapendwa wasikizaji wa dhamani. The blind animals that he's talking about, the diseased animal he's talking about. Wanyama wagonjwa ambao ananena kuhusu hapa, wanyama wagonjwa ambao ananenea kuhusu hapa. The crippled animals that he's talking about here. Wanyama vilema ambao ananenea hapa. For us who are living in the dispensation of the grace of the Lord. Kwetu sisi ambao tunaishi katika nyakati za neema ya Bwana. Because he removed us from the earthly sanctuary into the spiritual tabernacle. Kwa sababu alitutoa katika hekalu la kidunia na akatupeleka katika hema ya kiroho. That means that even our sacrifices change from physical to spiritual sacrifice. Hiyo inamaanisha hata dhabihu yetu ilibadilika kutoka katika dhabihu ya asili mpaka katika dhabihu ya kiroho. So actually he is talking about the worship that you ought to bring before the Lord Haki, in Christ Jesus. Hakika anaongea kuhusu ibada yenye unafaa utoe mbele za Bwana ndani ya Yesu Kristo. And every other sacrifice you have brought before the Lord like Na, service like fasting like all these things. Na dhabihu mengine yote ambayo umetoa mbele za Bwana kama ibada kama kama kufunga na ndani ya Yesu Kristo and he's saying how have you brought them before him na anasema umezitoa namna gani mbele nitachukua mfano eh, rahisi katika taifa hili la Kenya the nation of Kenya taifa la Kenya i see very clearly here ninaona wazi hapa that you bring comedians to the altar of the lord ya kwamba mnaleta watumbuizaji mnaleta watu wa sarakazi. watu wa sarakazi katika madhabahu ya bwana i want you to know that that is defiled that's a blind animal a blemished animal that is a diseased and crippled animal that you are sacrificing before the lord nataka ujue huyo ni mnyama kilema mnyama kipofu mnyama mgonjwa ambao inatoa kama dhabihu mbele za bwana that is a sacrifice with a lot of defects huyo ni dhabihu na mawaa chungu nzima na madoa mengi and yet we see very clearly that he has commanded that if we want a visitation to be favored by him The sacrifice has to be without defect. Na tunaona wazi kabisa ya kwamba tukitaka tuakibali kutoka kwake ili atutembelee, dhabihu lazima iwe bila doa. And when the Lord says without defect, it surely means without defect. Na wakati Bwana anasema bila doa, hakika anamaanisha ya kwamba bila doa. And that means you like it or not, it will be without defect if you are to be part of the rapture. Na inamaanisha kwamba upende usipende, lazima dhabihu iwe ni bila doa ili uweze kushiriki katika unyakuzi and he's talking about contempt na anaongea kuhusu madharau, madharau. and he's talking about honor and he's talking about respect anaongea kuhusu heshima na kutii that means the sacrifice you bring before the lord is supposed to be well thought by you 
inamaanisha kwamba dhabihu ambayo inafaa utoe mbele za Bwana ni lazima ufikiri vizuri we mwenyewe unapoitoa before you bring it before him kabla umtolee and verse 9 this is what he says msari wa 9 biblia inasema hivi now implore god to be gracious to us with such offerings from your hands will he accept you says the lord almighty biblia inasema na sasa nawasihi ombeni fadhili za mungu ili atupe neema ikiwa jambo hili limetoka katika mikono yenu je atawakubali nafsi zenu anasema bwana wa majeshi in other words the lord is making it clear to you kwa maneno mengine bwana anaiweka wazi kwako that depending on the sacrifice you are appearing with before him ya kwamba kulingana na dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake as a church kama kanisa he can accept you or not anaweza kukukubali ama hapana there is no gray area hakuna sehemu ya katikati sijui my leg is here and another leg is there sijui mgumu wangu mmoja yuko pande Fugu, fugu, yani. No, the Lord is speaking very clearly. Bwana ananena wazi kabisa. And he's saying how can I accept you with such sacrifice in your hand? Anasema ninawezaje kukupokea na dhabihu kama hiyo mkononi mwako? That means when it comes to the sacrifice we offer before the Lord. Inamaanisha kwamba ikifika ni kutoa dhabihu mbele za Mungu. That is the most important thing to the Lord that comes from us. Hiyo ndio kitu cha maana sana kwa Mungu ambaye inatoka kwetu sisi. He can accept us or not. Anaweza kutukubali ama hapana. And he says when we come with defiled sacrifice in our hands he will not accept us na anasema tunapokuja na dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa mkononi mwetu hata tukubali kamwe the church in kenya has behaved as if god can compromise ah uh, ameleta is 50% good well okay let's just take it for today wakanisa la kenya lina tabia kana kwamba linatenda kana kwamba Mungu anaweza kukubali aseme tu ya kwamba wewe oh, ameleta dhabihu ambayo nusu ni safi nusu ni, ni chafu basi naweza tu kukubali today let's just take that leo acha tu tuchukue hiyo that is how the church in Kenya is behaving hivyo ndivyo kanisa la Kenya linatenda lina linapiga the true qualities of a prostitute church na hiyo ni tabia za kanisa Kahaba. Kahaba. Those are the true qualities of a prostitute church. That is the character. That is the true character of the church that is a Kahaba Malaya. Hiyo ndiyo tabia halisi za kanisa Malaya. The church is trading between sin and the Lord. Kanisa inafanya kazi kati ya dhambi na Bwana. And they have failed to teach the sheep the true word of God as it is. Na wamekosa kufundisha kondoo neno halisi ya Mungu jinsi ilivyo. They have told the sheep compromise when it comes to appearing before the Lord in sacrifice. Wameufundisha kondoo waweze kukubali na unajishi wakati wanaenda mbele za Mungu na dhabihu. And yet today we read very clearly here that the Lord speaks very clearly it's all or nothing. Either you bring a sacrifice without defect and I receive you or you don't or you bring the one without defect and I will not receive you. Na leo tunasoma wazi kabisa ya kwamba Bwana anasema ulete dhabihu bila doa na nikupokee ama ulete dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa na nikukatae look at what he says in verse 10 angalia chenye anasema katika mstari wa kumi. all that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not be lighting up you would not light up useless fires on my altar i am not pleased with you says the lord almighty and i will accept no offering from your hands Biblia inasema laiti ingekuwapo kwenu mtu mmoja wa kuifunga milango msije mkawasha moto bure madhabauni pangu sina furaha kwenu asema bwana wa majeshi wala sitakubali dhabihu yoyote mkononi mwenu The Lord is speaking very very clearly to you. Bwana ananena wazi kabisa kwako wewe that when it comes to sacrifice we offer before him. Ya kwamba ikifika ni kutoa dhabihu mbele zake it's all or nothing. A, lazima atakukubali ama akukatae. He is saying that if you are going to bring a sacrifice with defect. Anasema ya kwamba utakapotoa sadaka na madoa, he prefers that you don't even come before him. Anasema ya kwamba hata usikuje mbele zake. And that is one case where the Lord prefers that someone goes shut the door. In other words, let he shut the door on you. Na hapo ndipo unaona Mungu ana funga mlango kwako anakufungia nje is talking about shutting the doors on you if you bring a defiled sacrifice anasema ya kwamba ukitoa sadaka dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa atakufungia mlango nje it is amazing to me that the church has ignored this thing ni jambo la kushangaza ya kwamba kanisa limepuuza mambo haya and the church has continued to offer sacrifice 
with defect before the Lord. It's a very shameful event. Na kanisa limeendelea kutoa dhabihu ambayo imenajisiwa dhabihu na mawaa mbele za Mungu. I am going to talk to you about King Ahaziah. Naenda kukuongelesha naenda kukuongelesha kuhusu mfalme Ahaziah. And you see that we are going to read right now. You see that when the, when, when the, the, the Philistines came and attacked the king of Judah, King Ahaziah. Tunaona ya kwamba wakati wa Filisti walikuja na wakamuingilia mfalme Ahaziah, mfalme wa Yuda. And the Philistines captured all the way from Ayalon, from Gezirot all the way down to Beersheba. Na wa Filisti wakawateka uh, wakaweka mateka, wakawashika wote kutoka Elion na sehemu hizo zote. They captured that territory waliweza kushika ufalme huo and when the Syrians attacked from Damascus na wakati wa Syria waliweza kuwapiga kutoka Damascus when they came they also defeated him the king of Judah na pia walimshinda huyo mfalme wa Yuda mfalme Ahaz and you see that eventually at that time because of the tremendous defeat he suffered na tunaona kwa wakati huo kwa sababu alishindwa sana and the lord was allowing him to be defeated because of his wicked ways na bwana aliruhusu ashindwe kwa sababu ya njia zake ama sio ili aweze kujinyekezwa and you see that he became confused na tunaona ya kwamba alichanganyikiwa and he said that since the gods of the damascus the god of damascus has helped his people to defeat me he started removing the furnishings from the temple of the lord na tunaona anaona ya kwamba kwa sababu aliona Mungu wa Damasca aliwawezesha watu wake wawashinde sasa hata yeye akaanza kutoa akaanza kutoa and he saw, when he saw that the god of damascus had helped the syrians to defeat him wakati aliona ya kwamba mungu wa damascus aliwasaidia wasiria waweze kumshinda he turned around and became confused he went to the temple of the lord alichanganyikiwa na akaenda katika hekalu la bwana and he took the furnishings that were used for offering sacrifice before the lord na akachukua mapambo ambayo yalikuwa yakitumika kutoa dhabihu mbele za bwana and he placed them on every corner of the streets of the of jerusalem na akayaweka katika kila kona ya barabara za Yerusalemu and then he lit up fire sacrifice to the gods of Damascus thinking that now those who are more powerful gods they would help him alafu akaziteketeza kama dhabihu kwa Mungu wa Damascus akifikiria kwamba huyo Mungu alikuwa na nguvu ambaye angeweza kumsaidia and he said that the lord sent his spirit na tunaona ya kwamba bwana alimtuma roho wake and he went and shut the temple doors for the first time na alienda na akafunga mlango wa hekalu kwa mara ya kwanza and i'm just drawing a parallel here to deepen your understanding ninaweka tu msingi hapa ili niweze kukufahamisha so your understanding can be deep kilindi deep ili ufahamu wako iende vilindini about what the lord is speaking about regarding his sacrifice here kuhusu chenye bwana anaongea kuhusu dhabihu yake hapa and he says that in that case i'd rather have somebody shut the temple doors so i don't have to see your useless fires before me na mungu anasema katika hali hiyo afadhali nifunge mlango wa hekalu nikufungie nje nisikuone tena and you see king ehaz na tunaona mfalme ehaz is busy offering using the equipment from the house of the lord is offering to the gods of syrians the devil tunaona akona shughuli ya kutoa vifaa using the equipment the furnishings of the temple of the lord anatoa mapambo ambayo yako katika hekalu la bwana anateketeza anamtolea huyo mungu mwingine dhabihu and if at the same time we see that when you offer sacrifice with defect the lord says at the same time he wants the temple door shut on you na tunaona ya kwamba wakati unatoa dhabihu iliyo na madoa mungu anasema utafungiwa mlango ya hekalu in other words actually when you offer sacrifice without defect with defect you are actually offering to the devil not to the jehovah god the lord your maker kwa maneno mengine unapotoa dhabihu iliyo na madoa wewe unamtolea shetani sio jehovah mungu wetu muumba wetu because for him he says he only accepts sacrifice without defect without blemish kwa sababu kwake yeye anapokea tu sadaka bila doa and i just want to surprise you but i'm jumping ahead of me that's where we are heading to you see that he is saying that you take the furnishings at the temple and you are offering sacrifice to the gods of the Syrians to the devil so he says the temple doors must be shut sasa anaona tunaona huyu mfalme akitoa mapambo ya kutumika kutoa dhabihu katika hekalu la bwana anaziteketeza na namtolea mungu wa Syria 
dhabihu and i'm jumping ahead of myself ninaenda mbele yangu sasa because i'm going to go deep so you understand the true meaning of sacrifice what the lord expects you to offer in christ jesus nitaenda katilindini ili uweze kuelewa maana ya dhabihu chenye aina ya dhabihu yenye Mungu anataka umtolee consider the temple of the lord ebu weka hekalu la bwana fikiria consider the temple of the lord fikiria hekalu la bwana inside the temple there are those furnishings where they put a lot of those offerings burnt offerings fellowship offerings ndani ya hekalu la bwana kuna hayo mapambo penye wanaweka sadaka za kuteketezwa na sadaka hizo zingine zote and you take those and you start offering to the devil alafu unachukua hizo unaanza kumtolea shetani what does that mean to the church today in america the church in kenya the church in the four corners of the earth hiyo inamaanisha nini kwa kanisa la america kanisa la kenya na kanisa la pembe nne za ulimwengu at the end i will show you that actually it's about your heart that he's talking about mshoi nitakuonyesha kwamba ni moyo wako ananena kuhusu moyo wako because you begin to understand that when he says sacrifice without defect in other words he's saying please give me your entire heart and present the blood of jesus which is without blemish with every fiber of your heart and i'll receive you kwa sababu tunaona hapa anasema tafadhali nipe moyo wako na damu ya yesu ndani yake Alafu na unipatie kila sehemu ya moyo wako every fiber kila ngozi kila, every fiber of your heart and you are offering the blood of Jesus Unipe kila ngozi ya moyo wako na utoe damu ya Yesu and so you begin to understand that many times as Christians you have used the same heart to do things for the devil to offer sacrifice to the devil to sexual sin to witchcraft to immorality and then half of it you want to offer to the Lord is saying no I wish somebody can shut the temple doors on you to, instead of lighting those useless fires before me. Na tunaona kama wakristo tumetumia moyo hiyo hiyo, sehemu ya hiyo moyo tumeiweka katika ile hali ya ukahaba na ushirati na sehemu nyingine tunataka tumtolee Mungu. Anasema hapana, atakufungia mlango wa hekalu badala ya kumwashia hizo moto za ajabu ajabu. Hiyo ni dokezo tu ya penye tunaelekea. And so very clearly you begin to understand that Jehovah is able to close the door on you depending on the kind of sacrifice you bring before him. Na sasa tunaona wazi ya kwamba Mungu sasa anaweza kukufungia mlango nje kulingana na aina ya dhabihu ambayo inaleta mbele zake. And you see the way he's talking about it in verse 11. Tunaona jinsi anaongea kuhusu katika mstari wa 11. the great honor unto his name. Anaongea kuhusu heshima kuu kwa ajili ya jina lake. And all this is related to one thing the sacrifice you bring before him. Na haya yote yameunganishwa na dhabihu ambayo unatoa mbele zake. He says my name will be great among the nations from the rising to the setting of the sun in every place incense and pure listen to that pure offerings will be brought to my name because my name will be great among the nations says the Lord Almighty. Now when it comes to sacrifice he says that his name will be great and honored depending on the sacrifice you're offering. Biblia inasema kwa maana tokea mawio ya jua hata machweo yake jina langu ni kuu katika mataifa na katika kila mahali anatolewa uvumba na dhabihu safi kwa jina langu maana jina langu ni kuu katika mataifa asema bwana wa majeshi hebu ona anasema dhabihu itafanya jina lake liwe kuu depending on the sacrifice we bring before him his name will be great or there will be contempt unto his name anasema kulingana na dhabihu ambayo tunamtolea jina lake litakuwa kuu ama atadharauliwa katika mataifa and it comes out very clearly tonight to all those that are listening tonight that our god has commanded that surely we bring before him sacrifice without defect and there is no common middle ground somewhere either we bring sacrifice without defect and be favored by the lord as a church or we bring sacrifice with defect and we are not favored and i will explain to you what that sacrifice is na sasa wapendwa wasikizaji wanaotusikiza wote unaelewa wazi ya kwamba lazima bwana ako na msimamo anasema tumtolee dhabihu anasema tumtolee dhabihu bila mawa na atukubali au tumtolee dhabihu 
bila dhabihu iliyo na mawa na atukatae kabisa and so it's very very important for the church to understand this very firm position of the Lord. Na ni muhimu sana kanisa lielewe msimamo wa Bwana. The book of Leviticus chapter 10. Tuangalie kitabu cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa kumi. And you see verses 1 to 2. Tusome mstari wa kwanza paka wa pili. And he's speaking very very clearly about the sacrifice you ought to bring him. Anaongea wazi kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo inafaa umtolee. Either you bring him sacrifice without defect. Umtolee dhabihu bila mawa and then he loves you. Alafu akupende or you bring him sacrifice with defect. Ama umtolee dhabihu ambayo inadoa and he will not love you. Alafu atakupenda. He says Aaron sons Nadab and Abihu took their censers put fire in them and added incense and they offered unauthorized fires before the Lord contrary to the command Biblia inasema kwamba nanadabu na abihu wana wa Haruni wakatua kila mtu chetezo chake wakatia moto ndani yake wakatia na uvumba nao waka, wakatoa moto wa kigeni mbele ya Bwana ambayo yeye hakuwaagiza so the fire so fire came out of the from the presence so fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them and they died before the Lord Moses said to Aaron this is what the Lord spoke of when he said among those who appear before me I will show myself holy in the sight of all the people I will be honored Kisha moto ukatoka hapo mbele ya Zabwana nao ukawala nao wakafa mbele za Bwana ndipo Musa akamwambia Haruni jambo hili ni hilo Bwana alilolisema akisema nitatakaswa nita mimi katika hao wanikaribi yao nami nitatukuzwa mbele ya watu hao wote Haruni akanyamaza kimya and i wanted to understand precious people nataka uelewe watu wa dhamani But the Lord is speaking very clearly about the sacrifice you ought to bring before him. Ya kwamba Mungu anaongea wazi kabisa kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtolee. He has brought a command regarding the sacrifice he must receive from you. Ametoa amri kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo lazima apokee kutoka kwako. And you see that when Elijah was on Mount Carmel. Tunaona wakati Elia alikuwa katika mlima Carmel and he presented sacrifice without defect to Jehovah Yahweh. Na akamtolea Jehovah Yahweh dhabihu bila doa. You see that the fire of the Lord fell down from heaven. Tunaona moto wa Mungu ukashuka kutoka mbinguni and the fire of the Lord consumed the sacrifice. Na ukateketeza dhabihu but that fire is a double edged sword. Na moto huo ni upanga wenye makali kuwili. That fire also comes with the judgment of the Lord. Moto huo unakuja pia na ukumu wa Bwana. And you see how many prophets 450 prophets of Baal that he slaughtered. Na tunaona aliwachinja ma, manabii wa uongo wa Baal, manabii 450. And we are seeing the same fire now here when Nadab and Abihu are offering sacrifice unauthorized before the Lord. Na tunaona moto huo huo hapa wakati Nadab na Abihu wanatoa sadaka iliyo na doa mbele za Mungu. And you see that the fire of the Lord that was coming down when Moses and Aaron offered sacrifice without defect na tunaona ya kwamba moto wa Bwana ambayo ilishuka wakati Haruni na Musa walitoa dhabihu mbele za Bwana bila doa and that 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 same fire now turns around and is killing the sons of Aaron na tunaona moto huo unageuka sasa inawaua watoto wa Haruni that means that fire comes with the judgment of the Lord also sasa inamaanisha kwamba moto huo unakuja na hukumu wa Bwana pia that means even when you come before the Lord to sacrifice you can either be blessed or you can be judged by the Lord inamaanisha kwamba wakati unaenda mbele za Mungu ukimtolea dhabihu unaweza kubarikiwa ama uhukumiwe na Bwana consider John the Baptist in the book of Matthew chapter 3 hebu angalia Yohana mbatizaji katika kitabu cha Mariko mlango wa tatu when he told them uh, that uh, he is baptizing them with water for the remission of sins wakati aliwaambia kwamba anawabatiza kwa maji kwa ajili ya ondoleo ya dhambi and he says the one coming after him is more powerful he is not worthy to carry his sandals na akasema ajae ana nguvu nyingi hata afai abebe viatu vyake and you see that he say that when he comes he will baptize you with the holy spirit and fire na tunaona akisema kwamba akija atawabatiza na roho mtakatifu na moto and he says in his hand is his winnowing fork na anasema ya kwamba katika mkono wake is his winnowing fork kuna hiyo huma 
is winnowing fork kuna huma katika mkono wake that is going to thresh the wheat yenye inaenda kutoa uchafu kwa ngano and he says and then he will separate the wheat from the chaff alafu atatenga ngano kutoka kwa uchafu and he says the chaff will be burnt in unquenchable fire anasema sasa makapi itachomwa katika moto ambao hayuzimi And so you see that he is baptizing with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Na sasa tunaona anabatizwa kwa Roho Mtakatifu na kwa moto. And so that means the judgment of the Lord. Na hiyo inamaanisha hukumu wa Bwana. And so you see he can come as the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Lord, the favor that coming to you when you sacrifice right. Na tunaona anaweza kukujia kama Roho Mtakatifu, kama kibali cha Bwana unapotoa dhabihu sawa sawa. The favor you need to be part of the rapture. Ah, kibali ni kwamba unafaa uwe sehemu ya unyakuzi and yet if you don't offer the right sacrifice then that fire can be judgment can burn you up na usipotoa dhabihu iliyo sawa moto huo inaweza kuwa hukumu inaweza kukuteketeza and that's why you see that when Nadab and Abihu tried to do what Moses and the rest were doing when they brought sacrifice without defect the fire of the Lord came and consumed them na tunaona ya kwamba wakati adabu na adhabihu walijaribu kufanya chenye Musa walikuwa wanafanya vibaya wakatoa adhabihu iliyo na doa moto wa Bwana ukawala ukawateketeza the same Leviticus chapter 9 i'm still talking to you today about what sacrifice you ought to bring before the lord Tusome kitabu hicho hicho cha mambo ya walawi mlango wa tisa. bado ninaongea kuhusu chapter 10 uh, oh, bado tunasoma mlango wa kumi wa mambo ya walawi. bado tunasema kuhusu aina ya dhabihu ambayo inafaa utoe mbele za Bwana and so we see in chapter 10 verse 13 tunaona verse 12, tunaona katika mstari wa 12 again of Leviticus chapter 10 mstari wa 12 wa mambo ya walawi mlango wa kumi. he says Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons Eleazar and Ithamar take the grain offering left over from the offering made unto the Lord by fire and eat it prepared without yeast besides the altar for it is most holy Biblia inasema kisha Musa akanena na Haruni na Eleazari na Adhamari hao wanawe waliobaki tuaeni hiyo sadaka ya unga iliyosalia katika kafara za Bwana zilizotolewa kwa moto mkaile pasipo kutiwa chachu pale karibu na madhabahu kwa kuwa nitakatifu sana as a church i just want to remind you kama kanisa nataka niwakumbushe at this time you remember that bread without yeast reminds them of the saving power of jehovah god removing them from slavery an everlasting covenant that saved them tunaona ya kwamba mkate bila chachu inawakumbusha nguvu za uokovu wa Mungu kuwatoa katika ile hali ya utumwa na kuwaweka katika ile hali ya kuwa huru saving them from Egypt kuwatoa kule Misri but as a church na kama kanisa in other words this bread without yeast is holy bread that is Christ Jesus the blood of Jesus kwa maneno mengine mkate bila chachu ni Kristo Yesu ni damu ya Yesu I am already talking about the blood of Jesus Tayari ninaongea kuhusu damu ya Yesu Because you are going to ask me now what sacrifice is there that we can offer that has no blemish Kwa sababu utaniuliza sasa aina gani ya dhabihu yenye tunafaa tutoe bila madoa Now I've mentioned to you that there is nothing the Lord is asking you to give that he has not already provided Sasa ninakuambia ya kwamba hakuna chenye Mungu anahitaji kutoka kwako yenye ajekupa yeye mwenyewe tayari And I want us right now as we go towards the end of this first segment Nataka sasa tunapoenda katika mwisho wa mafunzo haya ya sehemu ya kwanza Let us go to the book of Levit uh, the book of Genesis somebody chapter 22 Tuende katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 22 the sacrifice you ought to offer before the lord aina ya dhabihu ambayo unafaa umtoe mbele za bwana and the lord is saying without defect na bwana anasema bila doa if you are going to come before me and sacrifice wakiwa utanikujia bila dhabihu ukitoa dhabihu if you are going to come to me and sacrifice ikiwa utakuja mbele zangu na unitolee dhabihu the sacrifice has to be without defect dhabihu lazima liwe bila doa this is a very important teaching that will change your life forever ni mafunzo ya muhimu sana ambayo yatabadilisha maisha yako milele the servants of the lord hata watumishi wa Mungu and again genesis chapter 22 mwanzo mlango wa 22 what kind of sacrifice 
aina gani ya dhabihu does the church have to offer before the lord yenye kanisa linafaa litoe mbele za Bungu the church can be favored before the lord ili kanisa lipate kibali mbele za Bwana so the church can experience the visitation the lord promised ili kanisa lipokee mtembeo ambao Bwana aliahidi so the church can be part of the rapture. Ili kanisa liwe sehemu ya unyakuzi. We are all aware that without a visitation of the Holy Spirit and favor, the church cannot partake of the rapture. Sote tumejua ya kwamba bila mtembeo wa Roho Mtakatifu na kibali, kanisa haliwezi kushiriki unyakuzi. The mind of God. What is the mind of God regarding the sacrifice the church ought to bring him? Mawazo ya Mungu kuhusu dhabihu ambayo kanisa linafaa limtolee ni nini? Genesis 22. Mwanzo mlango wa 22. Verses 1 to 19 he says, Sometime later God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, on, the, on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Biblia inasema ya kwamba, Ikawa baada ya mambo hayo, Mungu alimjaribu Ibrahimu akamwambia, E Ibrahimu, Naye akasema mimi hapa akasema umchukue mwanao mwana wako wa pekee umpendaye Isaka ukaende zako mpaka inchi ya Moria ukamtoe sadaka ya kuteketezwa huko juu ya mlima mmoja wapo nitakao kuambia Ali the next morning Abraham got up and saddled his donkey he took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac when he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering he set out for the place God had told him about Biblia inasema ya kwamba Ibrahimu akaondoka alfajiri akatandika punda wake akachukua vijana wawili pamoja na naye na Isaka umwanawe akachanja kuni kwa ajili ya hiyo sadaka ya kuteketezwa akaondoka akaenda mpaka mahali alipoambiwa na Mungu On the third day Abraham looked up and saw Remember the third day somebody remember the third day Mpendo wa msikizaji Biblia inasema siku ya tatu Ibrahimu akainuka akainua macho yake Remember the third day Kumbuka siku ya tatu He's talking about the third day somebody A, Anaongea kuhusu siku ya tatu mtu He said on the third day Abraham looked up and saw saw the place in the distance Hallelujah Biblia inasema siku ya tatu Ibrahimu akainuka macho yake akapaona mahali pakali mbali He said to his servants stay here with the donkey while i and the boy go over there we will worship then we will and then we will come back to you Biblia inasema Ibrahimu akawaambia vijana wake kaeni ninyi hapa pamoja na punda na mimi na kijana tutakwenda kule tukaabudu na kuwarudia tena Abraham verse 6 Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac and he himself carried the fire and the knife as the two of them went on together Isaac spoke up and said to his father Father Abraham Father yes my son Abraham replied the fire and the wood are here Isaac said but where is the lamp for the burnt offering Basi Ibrahimu akazitua kuni za hiyo sadaka akamtwika Isaka mwanawe akatua moto na kisu mkononi mwake wakaenda wote wawili pamoja Isaka akasema na Ibrahimu baba yake akinena babangu naye akasema mimi hapa mwanangu akisema tazama moto upo na kuni zipo lakini yuko wapi mwanakondoo kwa sadaka ya kuteketezwa Abraham answered God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering my son and the two of them went up together isn't that an awesome scripture to read today Ibrahimu akasema Mungu atajipatia mwanakondoo kwa hiyo sadaka mwanangu basi wakaendelea wote wawili pamoja sio ni andiko ambayo nina maana sana mpendwa msikizaji listen to what is happening here verse 9 mstari wa tisa. when they reached the place god had talked to him had told him about abram built up an altar there and he arranged the wood on it and he bound his son isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood Biblia inasema wakafikia wakafika mahali pale alipoambiwa na Mungu Ibrahimu akajenga madhabahu huko akaziweka tayari kuni kisha akamfunga Isaka mwanawe akamweka juu ya madhabahu juu ya zile kuni Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son Ibrahimu akanyosha mkono wake 
akakitua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe but the angel of the lord called out to him from heaven abram abram here i am he replied do not lay do not lay a hand on the boy he he said do not do anything to him now i know that you fear god because you have not withheld from me your own son your one and only son whom you love your only son Biblia inasema Ibrahimu akanyosha mkono wake akakitua kisu ili amchinje mwanawe ndipo malaika wa Bwana akamuita kutoka mbinguni akasema Ibrahimu Ibrahimu naye akasema mimi hapa akasema usimunyo usimunyo usimunyoshee kijana mkono wako wala usimtendee neno kwa maana sasa ninajua ya kuwa unamcha Mungu iwapo huku nizuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee I told you that there is nothing the Lord is asking the church the Christian to sacrifice before him which he has not yet provided Nilikuambia ya kwamba hakuna chenye Bwana anawauliza wapendwa wa Kristo awamtole kama yeye mwenyewe ajepeana ajetoa Verse 12 I repeat Mstari wa 12 narudia He says do not lay a hand on the boy he said Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Hallelujah. Biblia inasema ya kwamba akasema usimnyoshee kijana mkono wako wala usimtendee neno kwa maana sasa ninajua ya kuwa unamcha Mungu iwapo huku nizuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over there he took the ram and sacrificed it as burnt offering instead of his son Isaac. Mstari wa 13 Biblia inasema Ibrahimu akainua macho yake akaangalia na tazama kondoo mume yuko nyuma yake amenaswa pembe zake katika kichaka basi Ibrahimu akaenda akamtoa huyo kondoo akamtoa awe sadaka ya kuteketezwa badala ya mwanawe. So verse 14 so Abraham called the place The Lord will provide and to this day it is said on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. Ibrahimu akapaita mahali hapo Yehova Yaire kama watu wasemavyo hata leo katika mlima wa Bwana atapatikana. Verse 15 The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear by myself declares the Lord that because you have done this and have not withheld your son your only one only son i will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky as the sand on the seashores your descendants will take possessions of the cities of their enemies and through your offering all nations of the earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me hallelujah Biblia inasema ya kwamba malaika wa Bwana akamuita Ibrahimu mara ya pili kutoka mbinguni akasema nimeapa kwa nafsi yangu asema Bwana kwa kuwa umetenda neno hili wala haukuzuilia mwanao mwanao wa pekee katika kuba, nitakubariki nitaku na katika kuzidisha nita nitauzidisha uzao wako kama nyota za mbinguni na kama mchanga ulioko pwani na uzao wako utamiliki mlango wa adui zao na katika uzao wako mataifa yote ya dunia watajibariki What do we see now in this scripture regarding the mind of God concerning the sacrifice 